0: Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We pray that your word would go forth in truth and power, that it would accomplish what you've said it to accomplish today. That your word today will heal. Your word today will restore. your, Your word today will cause things to come alive. It will edify. It will comfort. It will exhort God. Your word will do what it sets out to do this morning. But Father, more than anything, we're just thankful that you're here. You're with us. You're you're among us, Father. Because without you, this means nothing. So, Father, we welcome you. Come and have your way. In Jesus' name. Come on, give me a big in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. You may be seated. Go ahead and air five somebody too and just tell them you're looking good. And if you can't see their face, say your eyes look great. Outfit looks great. No cowboy. <laughs> oh man. Don't get me started. <laughs> but how many of you have been enjoying the series that we are in, that our, our senior pastor is in, a momentum? How many of you have been enjoying that series? And I'm going to stay in that same vein today, so I'm, I'm just going to build this and I'm going to get going here in a second. I'm, I'm praying that today that God will speak to you. I really feel like I have a word on my heart for somebody. Um, but pastor has been speaking on the, uh, on the theme of momentum, and this week... Uh, I want to stay in that theme, but pastor has said something the last two to three weeks as he said it in every message. He's been encouraging us and telling us that no one creates momentum in our life like God. How many of you believe that? No one. Because you see, there are things we can do in the natural. There are practical. There are things in our lives that just simple things like, for instance, if you want momentum in your health, I mean, hello, you got to go to the gym, right? I mean, there are things that. You know, I can't, if I want to get healthy, I got to eat right, right? I mean, there are practical things in whatever area of our life we're trying to gain momentum, we can do. But there are things, there are times when we can't do it. It takes God's activity To begin to cause us to move. How many of you know what I'm saying? There are times, there are things that are within our grasp, but there are things that are up to him. Am I making sense this morning? There are times where God has to initiate the momentum in our lives. And pastor has been talking about that, that no one brings momentum like God. Come on now, how many of you have experienced that? You know that's true. We could go across the room and we could share testimonies of, of, of how we know that's true. But this is what he said, and this is what I want to talk about today. He said, he, when he said that, he said, that is the importance of the word, from, word of God because one word from God can change everything. And so I want to speak to you from the subject today of how the power of the word of God can cause us to, begin, uh, to get unstuck. I have a word for someone today who feels stuck, who feels like they can't get going, who feels like they've been in that situation for a long period of time, maybe season or seasons. I have a word for you today, and I want to speak to you from the subject of getting unstuck. Turn to your neighbor and say, getting unstuck. But I want to talk to you about the power of God's word. Amen? A word from God. Let's go to Luke chapter 13. If you got your Bibles, turn with me to Luke chapter 13. We're going we're to go ahead and dive into this. Are you with me? Say amen. Amen. It says this, this is a very uh, familiar passage of scripture. It says, now he was teaching in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath and behold, there was a woman who had a spirit of infirmity, 18 years. That's a long time. And she was bent over and listen to this and in no way could raise herself up. I want to emphasize this. There are things in life that are within our control, but there are times where we cannot raise ourselves up. Come on, we're just getting started. Just stick with me. But when Jesus saw her, he called to her and said to her, woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. I just have to stop really quick because I can't ever read that verse without hearing Bishop T.D. Jakes's voice. Come on, how many of you have heard that, that sermon you read that book? <laughs> woman, thou art loose, right? Got the book, got the DVD. It's just, just funny to me. Every time I hear it, I hear Bishop's Jake's. He said this woman, you are loose from your infirmity. And he laid his hands on her and immediately she was made straight. And, and she began to glorify God. Now, I love this. I love this this passage, but I was reading it in the New King James, but then I went and read it in the NIV, and I love how the NIV translates this. Listen, not only does it say that she could not raise herself, it says when Jesus saw her, listen to this, so she could not raise herself. The Bible says in the NIV that he saw her and he called her forward. Someone say, forward. There are times in our lives where we cannot raise ourselves. We cannot seem to get out of where we're going because God has to show up and God has to speak a word. And in this situation, she literally, in the literal sense, could not raise her. And so God had to raise her and to do so, he called her forward. Stick with me. He says, then he put his hands on her and immediately she straightened up and praised God. Someone say forward Okay, now jump with me to John 5. We're going to read one more story. Is this okay? You love the word of the Lord like I do? All right. John chapter 5, another familiar passage of scripture. Here's another miracle. I want us to see something this morning. It says in verse 1, After this, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Now there is in Jerusalem by the Sheep Gate a pool, which in Hebrew is called Bethesda, having five porches. And this is what the Bible says. says, In them lay a great multitude of sick people, blind, lame, paralyzed, listen to this, waiting for the moving of the water. For an angel went down at a certain time into the pool and the angel would stir up the water. Then whoever stepped in first after the stirring of the water was made well. Of what, other, what, of what other disease he carried. Now, a certain man was there who had an infirmity, listen to this, 38 years. 18 years is a long time to, to not be able to stand up, and 38 years is a long time to be in this condition. But when Jesus saw him lying there and knew he had already been in that condition a long time, the Bible says Jesus knew, but listen to what Jesus did. He he said to him, do you want to be made well? I could preach a whole sermon on just that verse. Jesus knew, but he had to ask. I I, I don't have time, but he knew, but he had to ask, are you ready to be made well? I want to ask you today, are you ready in your life for Jesus to do what you've been waiting for him to do? And this is what he says. The sick man answered him, sir, I have no man to put me into the pool when the water is stirred, but while I am coming, another steps down before me. And this is what he says. Jesus said to him, Rise. Come on, say that with me. Say, rise. Take up your bed and walk. The woman before, she can't raise herself. Jesus raises her, calls her forward. This man, can't get up. So Jesus has to raise him up. He says, rise, listen, rise so that you can move forward, rise so that you can gain momentum, rise so that you can finally run, rise so that you can finally do all that's in your heart to do. Get up so that you can fulfill your purpose, get out of that place so that you can run with the things of God. There are times, listen, I'm just getting started, but I'm telling you, this is what I've come to tell you this morning. There are times where no one else can do it. He has to speak over you. So I want to tell you a quick story because of both of these accounts, it has to do with healing. And I promise I'm going to tie it together. How this has to do with momentum. Both of these stories have to do with God healing. Aren't you God that God's a healer? You know, it's, it's, it's especially crucial in times like this. You know, when, when we're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic and, and by now all of us have been touched by this infirmity, this, 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 this disease. We have either known someone, a friend who's, who's lo- lost their life to, to, to COVID or a loved one who's been lost to COVID or someone dear to us. By now, even if it hasn't touched your life in, in, in your immediate circle, it's touched around you. Is that right? And it's in times like these where you can say, well, does God still heal? And let me me say this. God always heals. Here's why. Because no matter what, you will always be healed. Whether on this side of eternity or that side of eternity, you are always made whole by God. I believe God heals, but listen, even if he doesn't heal on this side, every single person we've ever lost to infirmity or sickness or some type of other thing, guess what? Those who are in the presence of God, guess what? They're whole right now. They're healed right now. They're restored right now. If you could see them right now, you would see them whole healed and in the presence of our Lord. So listen, I'm so thankful that no matter what, God's word never fails. Because people say, well, is he a healer? Yes, sometimes, and I don't know why, but on this side of eternity, it doesn't happen. But aren't you thankful that no matter what, on that side of eternity, we are all, healing is always the inheritance of the child of God. Are you with me? But I want to say this emphatically, it's important that we hold on to the message that God even still heals now in the now. And I'm so thankful for that. I want to share a testimony with you. And I'm going to tie this in about how this has to do with momentum as it relates to these stories. Because see, they had to be, they, they had to receive a miracle before they could move. There's just times where we need God to be God, Right. So let me tell you a story. I was was, at the end of uh, 2019, right before COVID hit. uh, I I had the opportunity, I was in Brazil. And just to tell you how faithful God is, just telling you this, I I love to share stories and testimony because whenever you hear a testimony, it it should speak to you. Okay, God, do it again, right? When you hear a testimony, that's what you should think. Hey, amen. What did Tony teach us? Me too, Lord. Let me show you how much God is into the details of your life. Before COVID and still, even during COVID, God has been moving in Brazil for years. I've been hearing about it. I've been hearing about literally God is shaking cities. And in 2019, as as we were in the fall, I began to feel like, hey, I, I don't know how I know. I don't know why I know this, but I'm supposed to be in Brazil before this year ends. Right? I just knew that God put it in my heart. So I went to God in prayer and I said, God, um, listen, if this is you, if you want me to make it to Brazil by the end of this year, here's what I want you to do. I don't want to have to ask anyone. I don't want to have to call my friends. I have friends that have ministries in Brazil. I don't want to call anyone. I don't want to go. I don't want to look for the hookup or the plug anywhere. I'm not going to make anything happen. If this is you, you're going to have to make it happen. It was just one of those, I just said, God, I feel this. If it's you, if you're in it, I'm in it, but I'm not going to do one thing. I pray and I prayed into it. And then a couple of weeks later, it's a Saturday morning. I get a phone call. And to be honest with you, <laughs> I know you're just like me. I saw the number. I didn't recognize it. And you know how you always play that game? Like, dang, am I, am I going to answer this? And it's a telemarketer. Am I going to get? You're like, man, who is this? Like, So I'm looking at the number, you know, don't recognize it. I almost didn't answer it. But I, don't know, I just picked it up and I answered it. And it's a friend of mine who I, to be honest with you, I knew him, but I don't know him well. But we're acquaintances. He goes, Andrew, I'm sorry to call you out of the blue. I got a question for you, though. Do You want to go to Brazil? We hadn't spoken in probably two years. We saw each other at an event two years ago. But he said, man, he goes, I was praying and I, I'm going to Brazil and I'm supposed to, he goes, I'm bringing five people with me. And he says, you're supposed to come. And I sat there like, hold on a minute. Like, I just get did a little, you know, like, like, is this like, like, okay. So God's faithfulness was all in this trip, but I get to Brazil. We're there for 10 days. And I want to tell you about something that happened one night. And I learned something about how, about how God moves. And we're there one night and we're in a healing service. And like I said, we're there 10 days. So every night, and man, they're long services and they're amazing. God is doing crazy things. But this particular night, I'm just, you know, when you're traveling, you've done, ate a bunch of stuff. You're not even sure all what you ate. You know, you're just tired. Like this particular night, I was tired. I was a little just, you know, just. Hey, like I, it was one of those nights where like every night our team was praying for the sick. So that night I was like, hey, you, you guys go. I'm going to sit. I'm just going to worship. And you know what? I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm extending my hand. Bless you. It was just one of those nights where I didn't want to be in the action. I just wanted to, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm supporting. But it turned out to be, for my personal ministry, that night was the night I also experienced the greatest miracle I've seen with my eyes. You know, I wasn't into it like that night. I'm going to be honest with you. I mean, obviously I have faith that God heals, but it's not like my faith was through the roof. I wasn't, you know, jazzed up or nothing, but I, I felt led to pray for this lady and we, we were praying for her. And she, I, I she's speaking Portuguese. I don't, obviously don't speak Portuguese, so I'm trying to understand, but it's very obvious. She, she cannot move. And they tell me she has scoliosis. She has a, a big, um, I don't know what you call it, but it's protruding from her back. She, she can't bend over. She can't bend over. She can't move. She, she's very limited in her mobility. Um, and so we're there and we're praying for her. And I'm like, you know what? I just I, So I'm praying for her and I, I'm praying all the healing prayers I know. Right? I'm, I'm, I, you know, because that night, like I said, I'm tired, I'm all this stuff. But But you know what? I felt led to pray for her. So I'm just blessing her. I'm releasing healing, but nothing's happening. And so I'm thinking, okay, I'm just going to, Move on to the next one. Bless her, you know. But then something happens. The Lord's, you know, right there here, you know, when the Holy Spirit speaks. Just out of nowhere, the Holy Spirit says, tell her this. And then you can walk away. I was done praying with her. But I felt like the Holy Spirit nudged me and said, tell her this. I said, okay, I'm just going to be obedient. I mean, I'm in Brazil after all, after I, after I tell her, she's never going to see me again. Right No, I'm just kidding. So, so I tell her, I tell her exactly what God told me. It was something specific. And you know, I don't have to say it, but God gave me something specific. And I began to walk away from her. And all of a sudden she screams, like she starts screaming at the top of her lungs. And I turn around and she's touching the floor she's bending down then she she i mean literally she's leaping i mean and she's going nuts she's going nuts like she just won the lottery and i, I knew she had pain but i and then her kids are coming around they're like ah! and, and, and i mean it just i mean and they're speaking portuguese and i'm like man that sounds and i'm like what and they're like she hasn't been able to bend down in years she hasn't been able to jump she has she starts running all this stuff and i'm like oh my god praise god right but then, so they said, okay. Let, 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 you know, I got next to her. I said, let, let's share me the, the testimony. And I put my hand where we had prayed for her, and I realized the the um, the thing that was protruding from her back was completely gone. So I, I put my hand on her back, and I, I was supposed to talk and share the testimony. But when I put my hand on her back, I couldn't talk because it it was hitting me that like her everything's fixed like. And this thing had disappeared under the palm of my hand. And I was, I was sitting there like, they're wanting me to share a testimony, but I just want to fall on my face because it's like the, the, the fear of, that's like when the fear of the Lord hits you. But here's what happened. And God taught me something that night, not just about healing ministry, but about ministry about life is this, see, I prayed everything I knew how to pray. See, but the, the mechanics, the routine, the, the, the things that normally work, it didn't work. He, he, here's what worked. I heard a word for her. So when I gave her the word, I actually walked away. Didn't expect that to happen. But here's what happened. When I gave her the word that God had for her, her healing came and I walked away because I didn't have to be there. Because I learned that night, it's like God taught me something so powerful. Number one, he taught me that night. He said, Andrew, stop doing ministry for me and let me do it with you. Because... See, momentum happens. See, we do things for God. That's true. We do do things for God, right? Absolutely. But we also do things with him and through him. You understand what, that night, what I learned is this, is that sometimes we can pr- lay, pr- lay our hand on the sick and they're in, instantly healed. But that night, what it required, it required me leaning into the Lord and being sensitive to, to what he was doing in the moment. And I had to hear a word. And when the word was released, the word accomplished what it was supposed to. And I didn't have to do anything. So she was healed that night. Not because I was the man of, hour, or man of power for the hour, had a high levels of faith. I told you, I wasn't really even in. To it that night, but I heard God for her. And here's what I'm saying that's what that's the other thing the Lord told me. He says, Listen, speak what you hear. That's the power of the word of God. When you hear, whether whether you're reading the word or the God speaking raiment to you, when the word of God comes, it's powerful. There is no substitute for the word of God. And I learned that night. I was like, Oh my god. You know, and it may not happen that way every time. Sometimes you can just say, be here or whatever. But that night the Lord taught me, he said, look, do this with me. And there's no substitute for the word of the Lord. When he speaks, things have to happen. It's illegal for them not to. He ha- things have to shift when we come into an alignment with the word of God. Are you with me? And so I learned that night, wow, all I had to do, the healing got easy when I I heard, I just, I let God be God. And I watched him do it right in front of me. And you see, not only does God heal us like that physically. But this is what I've come to And by the way, if you're in this building today and you need a healing, God can heal you. Yes and amen. But not only does God heal the physical diseases, the physical ailments that, 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 that we carry, he as surely as he does that, he also heals the things that we can't see. Because as I was reading this story, and it says that that they put the, bl- the blind, the lame, the paralyzed, the ones who had withered body parts, they put them all by the pool. As I was reading this, it's like the Holy Spirit ministered to me and said, listen, you... We've got to learn how to relate to these verses because we can come to these verses and say, well, hey, I'm not blind. I'm not, I'm not like right now. I'm not physically crippled. Thank God. Or I'm not paralyzed. So sometimes we come to that and we say, okay, that's great. Jesus healed. Amen. He's God. But listen, you may not be blind, but listen, you can have eyesight and have no vision. Helen Keller used to say that the only thing worse than being blind is being able to see without having vision. In other words, you can see without being able to see. You don't have to be paralyzed physically to be paralyzed in your life because fear, I'll tell you this, in my years of serving the Lord in ministry, in my own life and in other lives, I've seen fear destroy and paralyze more destinies and purposes than any other ailment, any other attack, any other type of situation. I'm telling you right now, you don't have to be physically paralyzed to be paralyzed in your your life. In fact, just like they were stuck in a physical condition, you can be stuck in your life, unable to move forward because of the wounds and the things that aren't seen. How many of you know that's true? You may be able to walk in the natural, but maybe you have no direction. As a matter of fact, did did you know this? When the Bible, when, when Peter gets up to preach in the book of Acts after the Holy Spirit fails, and he says, be saved from this perverse generation... When you go and, and and you really lean into the, the root word, when, when when Peter says, "Repent from and be saved from this perverted generation," in the Greek, it, the word is is the same word we get scoliosis. In other words, he says, "Repent from the generations, from the generations who weighs causes them to walk crooked." Did you know that? If you don't believe me? Go. It's, it's there. Go get your concordance out today. Peter says, "Be saved from this crooked and perverse generation." He was saying, "Be saved from the that menta- be saved from your sins, but be saved from the mentality, from the, from the dominating spirits, from the things that dominate our lives. Be saved and repent from the things. See, because you may be able to walk, but in your life you're walking crooked and you're not getting nowhere. Anyways, you you can be walking, but you're not getting anywhere, and, and, and you're just as stuck as if you were the the person." who was lame and paralyzed by the pool of Bethesda. Oh, yeah. We can be so paralyzed by fear, worry, insecurity. Here's a big one, shame. Oh, if, if there's anything that can keep us stuck and stuck in the past, it's shame. Let me say this to someone because someone needs to hear this. The Lord just Lord quickened me on this. God does not shame you. He convicts you. Conviction says you've done something wrong. Shame says you are something wrong. Conviction is from the Holy Spirit. Shame is from the devil. And I, 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 if, I, if you were to ask me Andrew what keeps people immobilized what keeps people stuck I would tell you obviously other than sin without a doubt without question it's unbelief it's fear and it's shame shame that, you're, that you are your mistakes or you, you're going to be who you've always been the cycles in your life they're just going to keep repeating you're not going to be able to get out of this you know how, how many of you have been there So on the outside, everything may look normal, but on the inside, things can be broken and desperate for healing. And here's what I'm saying. This is what I felt. This is why I'm bringing this word because the Lord says in this season, he needs to speak a word because I, I really felt like the Lord showed me this week that this is going to be an accelerated seizing of healing and restoration for many, because here's why. If you're going to get up and run with God, if you're going to rise up and you're going to move forward, you're not going to be able to take that with you. Hebrews 12 says this, he says, let go of the things that entangle you or ensnare you. Lay aside every sin and wait. And he says, run with endurance the race that God has called you to run. And some of us, like those who had this condition for years, have been carrying certain things for way too long. And it's like, we wonder why we can't ever get momentum. It's because whether we realize it or not, things keep repeating because there's things that are unresolved, they're unhealed. And God is saying he wants to bring a word of healing and restoration so that you can move forward in this season and here's the thing here's what i believe listen i believe let me i want to i want to affirm this in you i believe in counseling I've been to counseling. I believe in medication. I believe in all the ways that, that you, that God can use to heal you. I believe in all of it. But here's what I also know. I also know that there are some things that only God himself can do for you. And I've experienced in my personal life, I've experienced what happens from one encounter where you encounter Jesus, not, 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 not just where you just come and say, Oh, thank you. I'm talking about where you encounter the Lord himself and he speaks the, it's like, it's like, it's like, he, it's like it's like where there's a there's a real power encounter with the Lord where He speaks word, and the word that He speaks over you changes everything. Are you with me this morning? I want and I want to speak to someone, and I got to hurry. Oh, oh man, that clock is it's a liar. Yeah. Can I have five more minutes? you know, sometimes we find ourselves stuck, and here's the thing. Sometimes we're stuck because of things people have done for us, I mean, done to us. Sometimes we're stuck because of our own choices. And honestly, sometimes we find ourselves in positions where we're stuck just because life happens and we're saying, Lord, I've tried everything. I've tried this, I've tried that. And so I don't know what else to do. Lord, I can't raise myself up. I can't seem to move forward every time I try. Da, da, da. And, and, and I, we, we've all found ourselves at that place. But here's what I wanna tell you, is that one word, I'm telling you, one word from God can change everything because when, when you find yourself in that position, when, when you find yourself stuck, just like these individuals in these stories, what, what happens is over time, hopelessness begins to set in. You ever been there where you just feel stuck and then if we're not careful, the enemy and our, our own thoughts and everything, we start to lean towards hopelessness. Am I still called Is God going to fulfill his word? Will he heal me? Is he as good as they say he is? Will I ever get there? Will it always be like this? You've been there, right? Because I've been there. And you know, that's what I love about the word of God. Because... In my own life, and I've seen it in others, when, whenever we find ourselves hopeless, you know, when the Bible talks about how prophecy uh, is the testimony of Jesus, right? When the word comes to us as a prophetic word, where the word of God comes to our life as a prophetic word, and when I say that, I mean the word is always prophetic, the word of God, the Bible, is prophetic because it's speaking the word of God. Anytime God is speaking, right, he's speaking. It's, it, it, when, when, the, when the word of God comes to you, what I love about it is nothing restores hope like you hearing from God for yourself. I've seen it. I've seen it in my own life. I've went from hopeless, like just feeling just weighted and hopeless and stuck to one word from God because when God speaks, God speaks as God, but he also speaks as a father. So on one hand, he's the almighty God whose word is powerful and when he speaks, things happen. But on the other hand, he's also a father. So when he speaks and he affirms and he calls us higher because that's what fathers do. And a word from God can cause you to rise like nothing I've ever seen. If you find yourself in a hopeless situation, listen, counsel from mama's good, counsel from daddy's good, counsel from the counselor's good, but listen, no one's counsel is as powerful and as as effective as the counsel of the Lord. And when the Lord speaks a word over you, listen, when he speaks a word over you, it causes dead things to come alive. It causes things that have been withered to function properly. Like in Genesis one, the Bible says in the beginning, the earth was formless and it was void void. And it says this darkness was over the deep, right? But it says this, the spirit of the Lord was there hovering over the waters. And I, used, I've looked at it before. Like, wow, the Bible says there's all this chaos, but the spirit of the Lord was there. And I thought, what is the spirit of the Lord waiting on? And I, then I was like, I got it. Cause then it says that God spoke. See, the spirit's waiting for the word to be spoken. See, see, that's the enemy. The enemy's, the enemy's afraid that if you hear God, if you hear a word from God, the enemy's afraid of that. Because the minute the word of God is he heard and it is received, the spirit goes to work to make it happen. Because the spirit is, the spirit is there waiting for the word of God to be spoken. It's we're waiting, waiting. And that's why the enemy knows if he can can block what you're hearing, if he can keep you in that cycle, if he can keep you in that pattern, he's afraid that if you ever hear the truth or you get a word from God, nothing is going to stop you. Nothing can get you you unstuck like the word of God. Someone say that's true and amen. Okay, I have to hurry. I have to hurry because I'm out of time. Oh, my God. And when the man said Jesus asked him, do you, want to, do you want to be well? This is what the man said. He said, Jesus, paraphrasing, there's no man that can get me to the water. Because you see, the water was stirring. He, he knew where the momentum was. It was over here. Problem was he couldn't get there. Imagine being that and seeing everyone else get their miracle every day, Right? And he says, I have no man to put me there. And see, sometimes God waits for us to get to that place where we say, Jesus, no man and no woman can do for me what I need you to do for me. No man. See, no man could get him to the pool. But the God man, Jesus, said, I'm going to bring the healing to you. I'm going to bring, you can't get to the momentum. I'm going to bring the momentum to you. As a matter of fact, I'm going to bring the healing. You can't get momentum in your life. You can't rise up. You can't move forward. In fact, I'm going to be the force that not only heals you, but gets you going. Because that's what what pastor said. I want to close with this. He said a few weeks, a couple of weeks ago, something powerful. All the momentum in our life begins with the word of God. It always begins with hearing something. You don't believe me? Okay. I'm telling you when... The word of God is so powerful to create movement. I just want you to think for me for a second. Think about Martin Luther. He's in Germany in the 1500s, right? Everyone's Roman Catholic and he's looking around and he's saying, something's not right. I don't, I don't think we're supposed to be earning our salvation or earning our way into heaven. And Martin Luther one day is reading the Bible and he reads that, that chapter of that verse in Romans and it says, the just shall live by faith. Just that one verse. Something came alive in him, and it sparked what we now call the Great Reformation. There was a reformation that changed the entire world, and it's actually the reason why you and me right now are not Roman Catholic. And we we may have never even heard of uh, Martin Luther and not even know who he is, but he started a revolution because one verse hit his heart. And he said, you know what? We're not supposed to earn our salvation. It's by grace through faith. And that's why there was a grace movement, right? And then if you don't believe me, that one word can change not only your life, but history. There was a man by the name of William Seymour in the early 1900s, a black apostle from, uh, from, uh, Louisiana, who was the son of slaves and they wouldn't let him in the house. But when he sat outside the house and he heard the preaching of the word of God, he heard him talk about Acts chapter two. He heard the word, he heard it and he heard that they were filled and began to speak in tongues. And he said, if they, and this is he, he caught it, he said, okay, if the Bible says it, it's for me. Guess what he did? He took the word and he ran with it. For two years, he preached about the, in, the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues before he ever had it. But we know what the the history is. Eventually, Azusa happens. The greatest revival since the book of Acts. Because he heard something. Abraham. Our father in the faith, right? Father Abraham. Sons. The great man of faith. But listen, Abraham doesn't have faith unless God speaks first. Abraham is in the Ur of Chaldees, and God comes to him and says, Abraham, get up and go to a land that I'm going to show you. Had God not spoken to him, it doesn't matter how unsettled Abraham was. It doesn't matter how discontent he was. Abraham would have never had anything to walk on. Abraham would have never had any momentum had God not shown up and spoke a word. The Bible says that Abraham obeyed in faith, but to obey in faith, you have to hear first. It says in Romans, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what God has to do is when we find ourselves stuck and not able to move, God has to get to us. And what he does is he speaks. He speaks. I'm out of time. I'm going to have to ask you to stand with me. (laughs) I am out of time. But did, did this help anybody today? Yes. I wrote this down in my notes. I want to encourage you that in this season we're in, because see, you could have, you could have, God speaks, you know, through his word, he speaks to you as a child of God and God, there's many ways that God speaks and I want to to encourage you not to become callous with it. And you say, well, I could have heard this a thousand times. I could have read this a thousand times. But listen, the right word at the right season, at the right time can change everything. And I feel like the Lord wanted me to encourage someone in this room today. In this season, position yourself to hear something. Some of us need to, I'm going to borrow a line from Pastor Rashad. We need to get off Facebook and get our face in the book. We need to turn CNN off. We need to turn Fox off. We need to turn to, we need to hear something different. If we're going to move and we're going to thrive and we're going to gain momentum in this time of uncertainty, fear, anxiety. Listen, we can't be hearing the same thing that everyone else is hearing because God is speaking something different. God is doing a new thing. And God is saying, and I believe in this season, we need to position ourselves to hear what he's saying. God wants to speak a word to you in this season. And you know what Bethesda means? I looked up Bethesda. It means house of mercy house of grace but it also means and I was kind of caught off guard it has a double meaning it can mean house of grace house of mercy or it can also mean house of shame or house of disgrace and I felt like I just I want to speak this prophetically to you this is what I feel in my heart and you can take it or leave it take it to the Lord I felt like the Lord wanted me to tell someone the same places where there has been shame and disgrace and failure and immobility and no movement this season you're going to that place, your home, your life it's about to be visited by mercy It's about to be visited by grace. Someone needs to hear me. Did you know that grace is not an abstract theological concept? Grace is a person. Grace is a person. In this season, he's got a word for you. When grace speaks, freedom happens. So I want to pray for us this evening. Would you lift up your hands with me? And for those watching, I, wherever you're watching from, I just want you to lift your hands with me right there, whether it's in your car, your living room, or closing speaking to somebody or, or, or many in this room today who feel stuck, who are ready for momentum, who are ready for change. But God's got to heal some things. God's got to restore some things. God's got to God's got to deal with some things in your life. And I say that in, in, a, in, in a loving way. The Lord is not interested in shaming. He's interested in restoring. And first and foremost, to anyone that's here, anyone that's watching, if there's one thing for certain that you can't get your own self out of is you can't get yourself out of sin. If you're in need of a savior today, if you've never received the Lord and you're in need, I wanna tell you, listen, you can't save yourself. Don't even try. Receive the gospel of grace today. For those who are watching online who wanna receive the Lord, we have prayer counselors who are right there waiting all you got to do is comment in the section below and they're there to pray for you and we also have people here in a few moments who are going to put it up on the screen you can text and what we want to pray with you but i want to tell you first and foremost don't play with that if you're stuck and you need the lord don't even try anything else until you receive him when it comes to sin listen that's one thing you can't save yourself from don't even try how me know he's a mighty savior He's a mighty savior. So we just want to, anyone that needs salvation, you, you need to be baptized, you need prayer. We want you to text that, those words. And someone's going to get in contact with you right now. And we're going we're to walk through you, walk with you through that this very day. But for everyone else in this room, I want you to lift your hands. Those of you who are already in the beloved loving God, serving God, but there's still things that are stuck, still things that are broken, still things that need to be restored I've come today to encourage you that it doesn't matter what what, what you've told yourself it doesn't matter what other people have said you can let God have the final word in your situation wave at me right now if you're facing something that you need God's intervention on, wave at me, something you say Andrew, I can't make it move I can't make it happen. I've tried, I need God. I need a word, I need him to move. Come on, let's pray right now. I want you to pray with me, saints. If you don't mind, join me in prayer. Father God, we come to you right now, Lord. Come on, I don't hear you praying. I want you to pray with me, pray with me. Father, we come to you right now, Lord, just like the the blind man who cried out and said, son of David. Have mercy on me, Lord. Some of us, Lord, we can see, but we can't see. Some of us, God, we're bogged down in situations. There's fear. There's anxiety. There's things that we're facing. God, God, in families and marriages and in individuals, God, I pray for those who feel stuck. I thank you, God, that there's one who can raise them up. There's one that raises us to life. There's one that calls us forward into our destiny. Father, I thank you, God, that you're not in our past. You're in our future. And you're calling us to the future, Father. Right now, I'm praying and I'm thanking you that this is a season of momentum. This is a season of acceleration. This is a season of forward movement. But Lord, we invite you, we invite your word to come and heal. We invite your word to come and restore. Heal in us what we've been carrying for many years. Heal in us the things that have been holding us back for many seasons. God, I thank you that this is the hour. This is the season where your word, we're gonna see your word come to pass. We're gonna have a testimony. We're gonna get not only get on the other side, but we're gonna get on the other side and declare the glory of the Lord that his word has been true over our lives. Father, I just Speak hope where there's hopelessness. God, for those who need healing physically and internally, God, I speak healing. I speak a season of wholeness and restoration. And I feel, and I just want, I want to end with this, is that the Lord is emphasizing this today. Because he's saying, I got things for you to do. I got places for you to go. You've got to move, but you can't move when you're stuck. And so, Father, we invite you to come and do the impossible. Do what no man, do what no man can do for us and your mighty name we pray come on let's give the lord a big hand clap of praise come on let's give the lord a praise like we like we know it's done like we know it's true